Hey, it's Ren. This episode is all about communities, in-person communities and virtual communities. Something that we have thought about a lot and worked with a lot because we work with a lot of content creators who, if you make an online course, a lot of times you want a community to go along with that course. So we're going to talk about some of our experiences, some of our thoughts and ponderings on in-person communities, virtual communities, how it relates to your business in terms of what you sell and how you market. And then towards the end, we're jumping into some more tactical advice, tools we use, platforms we use, things like that to actually create those communities. So I hope you enjoy it. Lost track of the forest through the trees, forgot what I was chasing. Spent so many nights living out at sea that my heart is gone vacant. Everybody was close to me. Wednesday night was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of a. Uh... I would say, I don't know. I'm going back and forth between like embarrassing and like humbled and just understanding the realities of putting together an in-person event. Right. And, you know, there's a part of me that doesn't care that much, too, because it's part of the didn't process. Know what we were doing anyway, so we, we didn't invest in. a lot in it, I will say. It wasn't. We didn't, well, we didn't, I'll say we didn't invest much in the marketing. I feel like we could have done no, we also marketing. didn't invest anything in like putting together like a program or anything like that. So we tried to do a meetup. Yeah. Um, and no one came. No one came to our meetup. Although people said they did. People said so they were coming. That, that's that's a question I have is like, why did, were, did these people come <laughs> and see our sad, lonely table <laughs> with balloons and say, oh, okay, these poor guys, I'm just going to leave. Or did... Or did they, they just decide, I'm going to hang out at the bar and drink by myself instead of joining these people? Yeah. I don't know. Um, a good my question. guess would be people just didn't show up. And on one hand, that's frustrating. And on the other hand, I myself have sometimes RSVP'd that I will be at things. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. But if it's not someone that I, not like I wouldn't do that for like a wedding, probably. No, but something but like, like this something where it's like, like I don't know yeah, the like people. Yeah, like a networking thing or a, yeah. I've done that before. So. I mean, I think we have to go back to what was our goal, mm-hmm. and then we have to decide why did it not work, or I don't even know if we need to know how, why it didn't how work, could have like, we, what's the next step? How could have we better marketed this event? Well, we only like marketed how, it through Meetup. Like All we did was create a Meetup group and create an event. The event was just like a very loose, like, hey, this is our first event. We're just trying to figure out what the people want. So like, come, we'll chat about the groups about Squarespace. Yeah. So that was good. And that was one of our primary goals is to start talking to people more about Squarespace and then move from talking to more of like teaching. Yeah. Our goal is to start putting together. We know a lot about Squarespace. Yeah. At this point. And Um, I want to be able to help people with that. Right. And I think it's a really cool tool. That's sounding like a promotion. We know a lot about Squarespace. Well, no, we do. I mean, I'm not, Okay. I mean, if anytime we say something good about ourselves, it's a promotion. Like, I also think my hair looks good this morning, and that's not a promotion. Not, like, not right this second, but like, when I woke up, it looked yeah. good. Stop. Good thing this is a Stop. podcast. I think it's the new, I just started using new shampoo and conditioner. It does look good. It's, anyway, um, we do know a lot about Squarespace, though. And the next, for us, the next piece of that is okay, we feel like we know a lot. We could help other people. We need to, like, package yeah. this so that we can 
teach it either in person or online or something. And so we were just like, well, let's just like chat with people. And how do we do that? We just like, we just moved here to Atlanta. Yeah. We don't know people per se. So meetup seemed like a good platform. And I mean, and uh, honestly, I think if we keep doing them, I think there's this something that Barney says, but consistency, like marketing has to be consistent. You don't marketing's yeah. not like a one-time event. You just, you have to do it consistently. I do think if we did like a series of how to build your website four part series and then boom, 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 had them once every other week or something that would help bring. Right. So I'm wondering if like our structure was just too loose, if it's just a consistency thing, if people did show up and see our sad, Sad table. For all of you, yeah, I just want to. This is how it up. went. This is how it went. We put on. We like Ren said. We started a meetup group, and we and we did an in person event where we were. It's we Ren called it storm and shoot, where you could come and brainstorm and troubleshoot any problems or thoughts you had about Squarespace. We told them we're going to meet at Mez Calita's, an amazing Mexican restaurant, but more of like the high-end Mexican restaurant, uh, not like a... Say no Taco Bell. Yeah, it's not a Taco Bell. It's like a high-end Mexican restaurant. We just thought we'd get a table and have people around and we'd just bring our computers. Like high-end by our standards. Yeah, high-end like by our standards. high-end. Um, and we also said, you know, we need to be identified in this restaururant because they don't know us. So we're going to have it's a, a bunch of bl- strangers. It's a bunch of strangers looking for each other in a restaurant. And right. so Ren said, we'll go grab some balloons. We'll put no, some balloons. I said, I will have a balloon. No, she did. I was thinking like she told one helium balloon that like sticks up above the table so that people could easily identify our table. Because like who else is going to have a balloon a, of yeah. any sort at a Mexican restaurant? Exactly. That's, you know, not a table full of children, which we obviously wouldn't be. So Ren, Ren sends me out to the store to get some balloons. That's no, all. I said, go get a balloon. Get, she said, go get a balloon. I get this a is par- an important distinction. <laughs> I get a party bag of 100 balloons. <laughs> and they're the tiny little ones. <laughs> the teeny, that, tiny ones. Oh, they're not good. That you have to blow up by, you know, by mouth, by hand, whatever. But because we're terrible procrastinators um i got i did this like 10 minutes before the event so we couldn't go back and get new balloons so we go in i made reservations an hour before we go in get our table there's our table sitting there for eight people we thought that would be fine we had at one point like 11 people besides us rsvp it sort of dropped down like and it was raining also we had been thinking we'd meet on the patio, but obviously it's raining, so we had to meet we inside. We couldn't do that. Um, so a couple of people had dropped out right before, and it was down to like seven or eight people who yeah. had said they were coming besides us. And we were like, okay, so like probably a couple of those won't come still. We'll get a table for eight. And we go in, we sit down, <laughs> we put our pathetic little balloons on the table because they were just air blown by us. I mean, yeah. they weren't helium, so totally they didn't Totally defeat the purpose. So I'm just like casually waving it around. And so here we are at this nice restaurant holding with like a few balloons on our tables <laughs> like three. just just the three two of us tiny, sitting at the end like of a long table of, like I don't we know, looked so sad than a football it looked balloons, so like sad balloons. i am um, uh, there were a couple times i thought the waiter was gonna like comp us a meal or comp us a drink just because he was like oh you guys no one clearly to here to celebrate party. someone's birthday party and no one shows up yeah <laughs> that that was, it was a bit rough. It was rough. And then we, you know, we're there for like 15 minutes. No and one we shows pushed up. away the other table. We finally slowly. Like, we think probably some other people aren't showing up. We, we're good with just four. Like yeah. a four seater. 
I will say it turned into a wonderful date night. We had a beautiful date night. Yeah, Actually, I really that was good. It. We haven't had a date night in a while, and that was long nice. time. Um, and the only like distraction from it was that every time someone walked into the restaurant, that was like looking around. We held up balloons we and waved, like, waved their MacBooks at and, them just in case. Yeah, maybe they Squarespace. Were you here yeah. for Squarespace? Uh, who needs a website? No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Turns out most of those people the were Mexican looking restaurant. for the bathroom, for salt, for the to-go, where or you pick for up the, your to-go the order. M- numerous parties that were actually there. Or for their friends who their actually friends. were there. Oh, man. So but anyway, it, it was embarrassing, but humbling, but also a wonderful... Yeah. You know, we turned it into a wonderful date night experience. It I brings think. me... It brings us to a topic that we sort of want to talk about, is that it's like Which communities. we planning to talk about community... Specifically, mm-hmm. we want to uh, parlay this into a conversation about online community because that's something that we uh, have some technical expertise in. But but also just, just community, community in general, like w- community. Yeah, everyone. A lot of people want to build online courses, online communities, do all that. Um, but they they don't. They sort of skip the in person, and I feel like there's a lot missed by just jumping into a digital community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing we always when we talk to people who want to put a course online, one of the things we always ask them and encourage them to do if they haven't is, have you taught this course in person yet? Like, have you ever gone through it, even if it's informally in like a mentorship um, or consulting type of thing? If they've gone through it in person or taught that course in person, they're so much better equipped to translate that into a digital course yeah. because they already kind of know like how the human interaction will go. Like mm-hmm. where will people get stuck? Where do the same questions tend to arise? Where do I need to slow down and really make a point? Like maybe I should present this before that. Like a lot of tweaking and working out and how the content is presented gets worked out in a in-person format that you really can't do digitally because you can't watch their reactions. Um, so we always really strongly But now you're talking people. about like training and stuff, not necessarily a community. Right. You know, You're right. what, what, what virtual communities are you in? Are yeah, you in we, any? I don't, I don't know. So first of all, what is a virtual community? It can be mm. anything like I, I see it personally as like, it can be anything that you're part of online. So like, yes, we're all part of Facebook's virtual community. Um, yeah, no, but that's, right. there's nothing like, that's, maybe that's a better question. Like, what what, yeah, in? what would define a community for you? Maybe not even a virtual one. What defines a community? Right. And what communities are we in even in person? And this yeah. is, it's an interesting conversation. It's kind of a touchy yeah. subject for us right now because we move around so much. We have a really hard time, I think, getting ingrained in mm-hmm. a place and finding people to form community with. Um, I... But, but you know, communities aren't just, you don't have to be just in person for it. No, right. So, like, my, I mean, honestly, when I think, like, who's my community, I think about, like, my family and your family. Like, yeah. our parents and siblings and my cousin, you know, cousins, like, <laughs> the, the we're, first we're very thing, close with our family. The, the first thing I thought of was The Verge, the the tech publication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, he, yeah, no, family's great. Yeah, family. Family, family first. Wonderful. Family first. Um, Technology, though. And, like, okay, let's, everyone... You know, family is definitely like a, a staple community. I don't feel like we're trying to build virtual families, though. And no, friends, but I'm just like starting at a high level. What is a community? Yeah. It's a place where you feel like you, you belong. You are accepted and, and you I would belong. say it's a place where you give input and receive output. Like, for example, um, 
the fab fit fun community. It's this like box that I, that mm-hmm. I get. And I, I like on another note, I think I wish I wasn't doing it now because you just get too much stuff. It's so yeah. much stuff for a minimalist. It can be really overwhelming. It's a cool concept though. And they have a community board and the, their community is a big part of what they push with their, with mm-hmm. their product offering. And I get on there, like they have these boards or whatever, and they send you emails all the time. They're like, there's been an update to the FabFitFun community. Um, and there are mm-hmm. some people who like love it and they are all about posting and like talking about their pro just talking about sometimes it has to do with the stuff that you're getting in the box or what you want to see in the box. Sometimes it's just like life stuff and, and people are all about it. And I have never once contributed to that community and I very rarely have well, gone in and read it. So I would not say, even though like I have access to the yeah. fun community, I would not say that I'm part of that community. And here's something else I'll say. Like, I don't want to necessarily, I would say I'm part of, on, on a similar note, I'm part of the Squarespace Circle community. It's like the, the Squarespace developers community. But I don't really engage with the virtual part of that at all. However, if they had like Squarespace meetups where people got together, maybe not even talked about Squarespace, just like interacted, had dinner together, went out for a drink, went to a Braves game or something. I would like to do that. I would like to be, for me, for me to really like connect and interact with these communities, I need to to be part of them outside of whatever that connecting factor is. Yeah. So for you, like the FabFitFun, interacting with them, and I'm, I'm not telling you you have, this is how you need to interact with your communities, but is do you feel the same way? Do you feel like you have to have connections to these people outside of that common, that single common thread that started the community. That single common, like virtual thread. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, and I think, I don't think everyone feels that way though. I think there are some people who would be totally willing to just interact virtually with people. Um, I'm just not one of those people. And so this brings me to a question about the concept of communities in general. Um, I think, you know, for most of history, communities have always been, in person, obviously, because we didn't have the internet. Mm-hmm. Then we had the internet, and everyone was like, oh, we can do things virtually. We can, like, connect virtually. We can exchange photos virtually. We can comment on each other's lives. We can, um, you know, we can date virtually. We can mm-hmm. we can work virtually. We can have meetings virtually. All these things that typically were done in person. Like, uh, you know, uh, that's the other thing. That's a big one we miss, I think, because we work with each other. We don't have a work community. Like, for people who have jobs... Oh, yeah with with coworkers like whether you like them or not they're still your community like mm-hmm. you still have mm-hmm. interaction with them and they're part of your community likewise even if you work in a virtual company but you have coworkers you're virtually ha- you have a community with your virtual coworker well they're real coworkers but virtual yeah. interactions um and i think like we all got really excited i say we as like the collective humanity um got really excited about being able to do all this stuff virtually oh we can save so much time no one ever has to wear pants again like it's great um and i feel like we're sort of like we've swung maybe too far that way you can see evidence of that in all the companies that went to a virtual work model or a remote working model and now have said never mind it's not working as well some people are doing it and doing it well but a lot of companies in intel i think is one Mm -hmm. like a big one that went virtual and then came back and said no we're we're all going to meet in person because because, and I think me and you are sort of um, seeing some of that, the pendulum starting to swing back the other way mm-hmm. a bit because of what you just said. Like, I am kind of tired of virtually interacting with people. Like, I would rather at this point meet with people in person. And I feel like virtual stuff is sort of just a waste of my time. Like, yeah. I know I'm not going to form meaningful relationships or connections. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, I first of all, a hundred percent agree with what you just said. Um, so, how people build communities? I think a lot of people have the idea that, like, oh, I'll just start a Facebook group, and um, people will pay to be in it because that's what people have been doing for a while. Like, it is a model, right? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that might work still, but I think there's because you're seeing more and more people saying, like, eh, I. I would pay more money and, to have some kind of in-person interaction yeah, or even like one-on-one or more, more live interactions. Yeah. Um, than I would it, rather than having like a lower cost. Cause I, I think there's more trust there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something in person, you're really too many people on the internet have done digital communities and digital things half-assed. I don't think as like a collective humanity, we really trust the internet. Um, to give us what we need. Right. And that's why I still think that the idea of virtual communities and virtual, like all these things is really compelling. And it's one way that like, guys, the world is so big. Like the world is so big and, and the ability to interact with people that you never would run into in person. Mm hmm you can do that on the internet. Like you can have a community with people in different countries. You can have a community with people like in different socioeconomic status groups mm-hmm. that you would never run into, I guess in person or form a community with in person. And the internet allows you to do that. So it is yeah. still, I'm not saying like we should all get off the internet and like stop trying to be friends with people via the internet at all. I'm saying, I don't think anyone's doing it really well yet. And the result of that is that we're still like really, cra- and we'll always crave in-person connections. For right? Sure. But even in how we like, pay for communities sometimes like look for like you were saying that squarespace community yeah you yeah. can really easily access that virtually but you would probably be willing to like invest more if you were going to get yeah if, if i could have that in-person interaction but we did go to that one squarespace in-person event in seattle like a year and a half ago you remember that i do and i met like two or three people yeah. who i still stay in touch with at yeah. that one event and and we got some you know, we, I don't think we got any business out of it, but we definitely found some contractors and stuff. You don't really go to those things for business anyway, but it was just fun. I wish there was more of those types of communities. Delightful sliders. Delightful well. sliders. Oh, and I forgot that they had a, they had like a free bar. Yeah. They were just like, Squarespace. yeah, order whatever you want at the bar. Squarespace is paying for it. Thanks, they, Squarespace. They did pretty awesome with that. Um. Okay, so let's let's jump into one of these other things here. How do you think the virtuality of a community, like that word, mm-hmm. affects the authenticity of the community? Yeah, I think this this is like a very psychological, sociological question and and thought, and mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting because, on the one hand, um, there's a certain amount of anonymity that comes with being online mm-hmm. and that's where you get like like trolls right who who will say things online that they would never say in person yeah. um the, the flip side to that like the positive side to that is that you might be willing to be more vulnerable open up more with someone with a community online than you ever would talk to people in person so if you're like for example in an online facebook group about like i don't know like new moms like you might yeah. be willing to admit some of your struggles or can we talk about your your recent uh medical procedure oh sure yeah so ren ren i'll let you tell it because it's yours 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got an IUD recently and I'm, I'm not sure how the, I'm not well, sure where okay, you're going so with it. There we I go. Now you've set it up. Um, but any questions you had about like an IUD and like how that's going to affect other aspects of your life, if you had like a virtual community, that would have been a great place to ask questions because there are some things, maybe you don't have time to talk about it with the doctor. Maybe you don't right. even think about the questions while you're there with the doctor. You know, Google is, isn't super great for just answering specific questions or questions related to like stories and people and like anecdotal and anecdotal type questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good example. Um, so, so as opposed to new, new moms. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, yeah, so I think sort of the opposite, I guess. Right, and I'm hesitant to like use this example because the questions that I had, the reason that I wouldn't want to ask my friends are the same reasons that I wouldn't want to like say them on a podcast. But I had some questions <laughs> about my IUD that were like very personal in nature. I mean, it is you know it's women's health, it's women's yeah. productive stuff. Like, yeah, it's not something we openly talk about. No. just like no, 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 with everybody, no, no. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like had I had, luckily my best friend is an OBGYN, so I could just ask her. And since she's a doctor, a lot of the awkwardness of asking like another friend is sort of eliminated. Um, but had I had like somewhere I could go and post sort of anonymously on a blog or something like that. Hey, I'm just wondering about this. And that, you know, yeah. I think that's one like pro of the anonymity of the Internet. Um, the con is like that negative side. Like it, it can be hard to really engage with people. It can be yeah. hard to form authentic relationships. It can be hard to, I don't know, really connect with people. You miss a lot, I guess, when mm -hmm. you don't see body language, when you don't, you know, I would say feel their energy, but yeah, we'll leave that for, I know you would <laughs> pick that apart. I would though. say body language. Yeah. yeah body language, whatever. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's one of these things where you can almost be more authentic online then you might could be more vulnerable, let's say, online than you might could be in person. But, but on it's the flip tough side, to attach yourself to that vulnerability and authenticity because exactly. you don't know how you're going to get the type of feedback you're going to get. It's hard. And again, I think it comes back to trust. It sounds like, like that's the second time we've sort of circled back to trust being the, mm -hmm. the, key, pen, the key point, the linchpin in right. online communities. Like, we're talking about it, I'm wondering, like, is part of it does part of it have to do with like the topic? Like what is this community about? Is it about something that is more personal in nature that people would have more issues around like, yeah. you know, being super open about versus a group that's like for emerging entrepreneurs. Most people are really proud of the fact that they're emerging yeah. entrepreneurs. That's not something that you need, that you crave a lot of anonymity yeah, around. Yes, yes. But I think there are like hard questions that you want to ask and not feel like you're going to be judged. Like, for example, maybe an entrepreneur, they're an entrepreneur, they're enjoying it, they're loving it, but their relationship with their spouse is sort of falling apart. And I can see if you want to ask a community, hey, listen, my relationship with my spouse is struggling right now because of my business. What do I focus on? Do I focus on rebuilding that relationship or are we just never going to get back to a good place and maybe we need to get a divorce and go separate ways or just break up? Maybe they're not even married. But I can see asking that question can bring up a lot of judgments with people if you don't intimately know that person because then they're going to throw in their own personal anecdotes to 
what you should be doing, the right and wrong decision to make, not just sort of, I just need help talking this through and thinking this through for me rather than someone giving their judgment on it. So you think a virtual community would be like preferable to a in-person, like people that you actually I'm saying the opposite. I think probably, and actually I'm actually being virtual in-person agnostic in this. I'm saying I think the, you need to have these communities with people you trust. Whether you build that trust online or whether you build that trust in person, you have to build that trust to really get those deep, important questions. And then, you know, that brings another problem of scale. I don't know, how do you scale trust? I mean, how many people are you willing to, quote unquote, trust? So that sort of gives an upper limit to how big that community can be. Right. So again, it comes back to goals. I would love. What's the goal of it? There are a lot of online communities out there that are large, and I'm thinking it's a lot of these people that have names for their communities. Um, Like, gosh, help me think of one. Um, Like, like a big community. Yeah. Like. Oh, so like the Seattle Soccer Club. It has like you know seven thousand members on it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like Tony Robbins has like this group of people. He calls them all like. Tonyers, but it's not oh, that. Oh, so like, ca- like call a tribe. Like, like, oh, the yeah, like, whatever oh, tribe. Like most won't I will nation or like, I don't know. Like yeah. They call they usually like create these large communities and then they call mm-hmm. them something. Like they give yeah. them a name so that they can identify as like, I'm a, mm, whatever yeah. the name is. I wish I could think of one. I mean, it's just because we're talking so, about it that I can't think of one. Yeah, that's, that's a great example because I do feel like people can ask vulnerable questions in those communities if they feel like they're part of the tribe and the tribe's values have been you know curated in the right way right so that's what it's possible Mm. um i don't like the i still don't i've been i've joined a couple of those things i've you know i think a lot of that has to do with personalities too we know people who none of our clients have any that are probably that bit or that they're yeah i mean that they would call their community something and that would be None of our clients are using that model, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's an interesting thing to me that I don't really have, you know, I think like the question we've been talking about right now is like, what's the best way to do it or the right way to do it? Or like from a, just like, what's the best for people mm. sort of. Let's give that all satisfying answer. It depends. It depends. It depends um, on what you and your goals and your needs. I wish there was a better answer. That's so fluffy. I hate that. Right. Well, no, and I don't even think it depends. I think no one knows. I think it like the idea of creating community is something that we looked this up. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's the third most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your physiological basic, needs, physiological, safety needs, and then boom. And um, then community. Community. Belonging. Right. And I think it's something that since the beginning of time, we've been trying to figure out um, how to do that. People do it in different ways. Sometimes it's like government structures, sometimes mm. like all these things. And today we're in a place where there's no physical boundaries to how no. that community is formed. So it no. just opens up all these questions to like, eh, what's the best way to do it? Who am I supposed to be friends with? Like, uh, do I accept everyone on Facebook or just the people I know? I don't no. know. And f- yeah, f- yeah, I think that's a good point. Like there isn't us as a society, we haven't settled on like, any sort of norms around this. I feel like we're still at the beginning stages of figuring out what are online communities going to look like? What are the better structures? What's the best structure? What are bad structures? Right. And Um, so whenever that's the case, culturally, when you start looking at how do you create like digital businesses and digital business models around something that includes something as culturally key 
to our humanity as Mm -hmm. community, you have to realize that like, yes, there are ways that it has worked and will continue to work. And there are definitely things you can do from more of like a scientific perspective, I guess, to like grow online communities. But you also have to realize it's changing so fast because the way we as humans respond to it, react with it, expect things from it, Mm -hmm. like all of that is constantly changing too. So there's no like secret algorithm to like, if you do these four things, you'll build the perfect online community. Yeah. And if there is, it's not going to work in five years. People get right. There might be, there might be that thing like in this very moment, but in the next moment, It'll change. So it really, I mean, you have to love it. Like mm-hmm. if, if you want to build an online community, you have to be committed to building and on, you have to enjoy building communities. That, that has to be like your thing because the tactics are going to change. The money you're going to make is going to fluctuate. The business models are going to be different. Unless you love doing this, it's going to drain you because you're not going to so get... you're saying it's not a make money in your sleep. It's not a make money in your sleep. No, no. Um... Yeah, it's like most things in business. Unless you love it, it's going to be really hard to get it to a point where you're living off it comfortably and you're happy. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of our clients, not a lot, but sometimes we encounter people and more often than not, these people don't become our clients because what they say is like, I want to make money in my sleep. Like I want to automate my, maybe they don't say that, but like I'm looking for a way to automate my revenue and like building an online community seems like the best way to do that Mm -hmm. because other people have done it. No it's one, not true. no one wants. I have something to tell you. PSA: No one wants to help you automate your revenue. No one gives two shits <gasps> about your automated revenue. Your like clients, you mean? Like your no clients, one will buy yeah. From you in order to give you. Besides you, revenue. besides right. you, you are the person that cares more than anyone else. So that's not a good reason to do that. Right. Not to say there aren't things you can do to automate revenue yeah. streams, but like building community is one that I would say is not a good one. Um, and I say that because we. I don't know. We've encountered a and lot. And not of to different... say you shouldn't pursue that if it works, if you figured out the right structure. Like I don't want to say automated revenue is just a bad business model. It's a great business model as long as you're as long as you're giving automated value. Mm-hmm. As long as that works. Right. So yeah, and and I think what I'm what I think we should move towards next. Mm. Um by the way, do y'all like our new mics? We got new mics. They're they're great. Real big. They're big. They they're, live in our house now. Yeah, they're a bit big and a bit sort of. Uh, We're taking clunky. suggestions for names because they're big enough that they probably we should. We need to, to name them. Um. Yeah, they're real big. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. Um. Moving on. You said we were going to move on, and then you were. Well, about to have I mean, I feel like you know, I think part of the tactical value that we offer here is experience with different ways of building online communities Mm -hmm. i don't know is that were we going to jump into that in this podcast yeah well yeah i mean i think they're just sort of again like we said this whole industry of online communities online learning all that stuff is just so new there aren't these are the best ways to do this is what you should do like it's constant testing but with that said lifeline i've yeah i think we should jump into things we've seen work What's something that you've seen work in terms of the online community and in terms of building online community and online learning? Well, I, well, let's not phrase it as what I've seen work. Let's just talk about some different options because mm. again, like I'll say, like I said earlier, I don't know that anyone's doing it as well as it can. Like no one is in my opinion 
doing this the best. Yeah. Like there's no one I would point to and say, this is how it should be done. Yeah. There are people I can point to that are like, yeah, they're doing it well for their goals. And these people are doing yeah. it well for their goals. And these people really enjoy this online community. So they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. But there's no like one shining star example. I think, yeah. you know, one thing that comes up a ton for us that we could talk about pros and cons is when people build an online course mm-hmm. or an online program, um, most of the time they want some kind of community aspect around that, or at least way for people to give feedback, things like that. So a lot of, um, a lot of times people are like, well, what should I have a group? Like, should I have a forum on my course where people Mm. can go? Like if I ask them a question in my course, like if I ask them, Hey, like, what are your three business goals? And that's part of the course questions. And I want them to answer those questions. Should I have like comments on the page where they can answer? Should I have like a group functionality, like a forum yeah. type of functionality should I use Facebook groups should I use some other platform mm-hmm. to create groups here's the problem I've seen in all of that is to like really create your niche 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 community um, your your development of that community needs to be niche and niche and it's just cost prohibitive to hire a developer and build out and you need to like hire them you don't just like get a contractor to come in and build your community and then you're good i mean like we were saying these things are going to change by next year you're going to need to be updating these things you're going to be needing to update your communities like so what you're you're talking about is the suggestion that someone custom build their own platform yes that's one option that's one option and i don't think that's a good option right now unless you have funding people who are starting yeah for people who are starting unless you have funding because it's it's an expensive endeavor you have to have a lot of things right at the get-go um, yeah, I just, I just would not recommend that to anyone. But I think it's, I mean, but I will say, I think it's, it, once you get to a certain size, you almost have to. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I don't want to say goal. like, we don't recommend that at all ever. Well, yeah. Thank you for like, clarifying that. Cause that's not what I mean at all. Like, I, I think that is the ultimate goal. That's where you have to, and honestly, I'm saying the opposite. Like if you want to be successful, you have to get there. You have to get to the point where you are fully in control of your community, the and, features and you're adding, experience. and their experience. You can't give that out to another company. But when you're getting started, you you cannot start there because that's going to be cost prohibitive. You're not right. going to be able to make that happen. Well, and the other reason for not starting there is because if you start off with no community and the intention to build one into a virtual platform or build one and put it into a virtual platform, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or a custom platform, sorry, a custom platform that you've built, you have no idea like what these people actually need and want. You don't know how you're going to want to interact with it. Mm-hmm. If you start off with something canned, like a Facebook group or like, um, you know, just using comments on your course page or a forum, mm-hmm. like a chat, for whatever, any meet of up. those things, meet up. If you start off using something like that, you get a good idea for, as okay, long as people come, <laughs> if people come, you get a good idea for what features are people actually using? What are they not using that I don't need to build out in a custom one? Mm-hmm. What do, what would they be using? What do I wish we could use? How do I like to interact with it yeah. as the teacher or the con, you know, group this, curator, whatever. And that's a good point. This is a little side note. Like you can kill a community if you give people too many options. Like you as the leader of the community, you need to sort of guide them in like what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. And if you just guess of what they should be doing right out front and build that, you're likely to detract a lot of people who actually need that community because they, they know what they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's another reason why a lot of times people are like, well, can't I just have, 
you know, a forum on my website, comments on the pages and a Facebook group and a LinkedIn group. Yeah. Well, yes, you can. But again, you're giving your member you're way giving, too many options. Yeah. Like, what are they supposed to do? If they have questions, where do they post? And are, they you, are you going to limit yourself be, to the people that are only on Facebook? Yeah, you are. I mean, that that's just, it's one of the trade-offs. If you pick just Facebook. If you pick you just Facebook. Yeah. It's one of the trade-offs, but it's a trade-off you need to make. I mean, building these communities there isn't a right way. It's just a series of trade-offs and a puzzle and a challenge and a maze you have to get through to get to that place where you can build your own custom community and you have the m- marketing systems in place to grow it. Um, but as you're getting started, it's a it's a series of trade-offs you have to make. Are you going to do it just on Facebook? Are you going to do it on Facebook and LinkedIn? That's double the moderation for you. And also the people on LinkedIn aren't getting the information from the people on Facebook, so you're splitting your group. There's, there's a lot of, lot of pros and cons. And then there's... I think that's just... I would say that's a bad idea, honestly. Having multiple groups across different social media platforms as well as like, yeah. you know, on your course page. I, I can't think of an instance in which I would... I'm sure there are some specific niche things where it's like, well, you know, half the people taking this course are professionals and half of them are stay-at-home moms, like, which is rare. Like, I can't imagine a course that that... Anyway, my point is, I'm not going to mm. say I would never recommend it, but I can't think of a circumstance I can't under which I would recommend right doing now. that right yeah. now. Well, so here's here's the big debate. Do I create my community on Facebook or do I create my community on the platform I've built my course and everything on? So we just learned about that other course, uh, Master... That other platform, That Mighty other Networks. platform, Master Networks? Mighty, Mighty Networks. Networks. Mighty Networks. That seems like a great one. You know, there's Kajabi, there's Thinkific... Mm-hmm. There's just forums on your WordPress website. So the two or, big options really mm-hmm. are host your community on the same platform that your course is hosted on. And this is going to be things Basically that, a custom website. Host your community on a website or host it on Facebook. A social media network. A social media network. Yeah. So let's use Facebook as the example for that. Knowing yes. that like you could replace Facebook with like LinkedIn or Instagram. Yeah. Whatever else. Twitter would be weird, but you know. You could. Um, you could. Yeah. Basically, so, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> no, no, really. I don't want to man- interrupt here. Do you have more things to say? Yes. We're all dying yes. Since the them. dawn of time. No. <laughs> um, no, I think that's the two, you know, obviously, like we just said, there's a million different options and there's a million different ways, paths you can take. The two big questions, like the two big options that you have to decide on are, am I going to host it? Like where my co- course is hosted? Like you mm-hmm. said, basically a custom website sort of. Yeah. If that's, I don't I don't know if that's how you think about it or on a social media platform, the pro to doing it on a social media platform. And I would say like over half the time we recommend people do it on a social media platform, but not nearly all the time. Yeah. Um, And the reason we would say you should do it as a Facebook group is because people are already on Facebook. They're already going. I can't tell you how many times my fingers, I just get bored at work and I just naturally just type in Facebook. I don't even know I'm typing it in and like, boom, all of a sudden I'm on Facebook. By bored at work, you mean? Yes. Bored at our house. Bored at our our home. (laughs) Or in the the Starbucks that we're working from that day. Bored at work. Bored with your work. But you just have people naturally going to Facebook. You might have a few people naturally going to wherever your course and forum is hosted, but Facebook has done the marketing and the marketing work for you to bring people to your platform, to, to Facebook, to their platform, to their platform, which you can have a group on, which you can have a group on. 
you if you want people to do go to just naturally type in your website and your course where your community is you're gonna have to do a lot of marketing work a lot of marketing work to bring them to your website and it's it's more than a full-time job sure it's a ton yeah and so that, that but but you lose you lo- you're giving up everything to facebook if you right, go to so facebook pro let's wrap mm-hmm. pro let's wrap doing it on, on a facebook, facebook on a social media platform, a Facebook group, having a Facebook group is that people are already there. You don't have to remind them and get them like, don't forget to check your Facebook today. Like who said no one ever. Um, so people are already going to be there. They're going to be, you know, seeing the notification if they have notifications turned on for your group and be like, Oh, like Otis courses posted Hmm, more things. Like I should remember to go in there and like check out cats. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We don't do cats. We do hippie photos though. Sure. Well, I mean, more specifically, like, oh, they're asking a question about, like, where I'm at in the progress of this course. Like, I I do have a question, actually. I'm going to remember to ask it. And, you know, a lot of times you can get more engagement that way because people are already there. Mm -hmm. Like, engagement happens where the people are. So Mm. the people are on Facebook. um, So you're likely to get more engagement in a Facebook group than you are on your own website, your own custom, whatever you have. So that's the pro. Yeah. The con, as you were saying. The con is you have now outsourced your marketing to another company. Now Facebook is in charge of whatever they want to put in front of your community. And that's tough. That's, you know, you get all the the good side of having them on there already. You don't have to get in front of them. But they get to choose Facebook I say they, Facebook gets to choose whether a post you put on gets in front of the people. Um, Facebook gets to choose whether they want to actually not allow your group to be on Facebook anymore. Um, Facebook can just turn into a terrible company and people stop using Facebook and now you have no mechanism to get in front of them anymore. Right. So the the real downside to this, and again, those of you who have built communities, whether they're specifically related to a course or just like people who know you and love you, whatever, on a social media platform know that they do change their algorithms. And ultimately, you can do a ton of work of building, like let's say over two or three years, you build a 100,000 person group Mm. on Facebook and it's awesome and active. And Facebook could decide, okay, well now we're going to, and Facebook has said they will not do this. So I don't want to say like, watch out, it's coming. I don't think they will, but they could theoretically be like, well now if you want to keep hosting that group, it's going to cost you $10,000 a month. Yeah. To host that. Yeah. I mean, just as a ridiculous example. Yeah. And they could also just, you know, stop supporting groups. Basically you lose the ability to be in control of your group. Like Mm -hmm. there will always be another platform, Facebook in this circumstance that you're beholden to, I guess. And okay. Two things I want to say. One, uh, Facebook in, in Facebook's defense, like you said, they have said they aren't going to do that. And they've actually said Facebook the opposite. Facebook will be free forever. Facebook is going to start promoting small groups and communities a lot more. Like that is the, the new push for Facebook is yeah. creating groups, which is interesting. Um, it makes it a more, com- I mean, it makes, it, it, makes it even more compelling actually. Um, so that's what I'll say. But in the similar vein of, getting I think my recommendation here in the similar vein of like where you want to get to with your course and your community is it's fully hosted on your website 
but it's cost prohibitive to do that at first. So you need to use another platform in the same way the marketing it's pretty, it's where you want to get is where people go to your website naturally. And that that's where they go to learn, not to Facebook, but to start, it's probably cost prohibitive to do that. So I'd recommend using a social media platform where people already are to start, to start. Sure. To start. Um, and I get, you know, it's Lock it almost in. tedious to saying. go over. Lock it in. Locked. If you like it, put a ring on it. I'm, I'm not sure the okay, connection. Sorry. Um, I, I was going to say, I mean, we should go over pros and cons of doing it on your own website too, but it's sort of just the inverse of the pros and cons of Facebook. Yeah. Pro of having it on your own is that you have total autonomy, total control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all yours. It's all yours. Um, the con is that people are not naturally hanging out on your website. That's not where mm-hmm. that's not where people are. Do- and, and so getting them to, you know, do something like make make a comment or answer other people's questions, stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's a lot of work to get mm-hmm. people actively. You can get them on the platform. Like, oh yeah, we have you know we've had a hundred people take this course, and so they all have access to it, and they all could potentially be posting. But getting them actually actively using it and engaging and talking to each other, not just to you, you mm. know, that's real hard. Yeah. Real, real, real hard. Um, real, real. Okay. So we've talked about a couple components related to online courses. I want to sort of go a little deeper uh, with the other components. Yes. Um, yeesh. We've talked about sort of the operations of the business, where the course is hosted, where you're, the current uh course learners are what and so that's that's people that have already gone through the process of sales and marketing they've bought they're in the course right or am i correct in that i just stopped listening to you for a second oh. Can you, uh welcome yes, welcome I, to I my life everyone yeah you heard it here first sorry i don't um yeah because i'm, so I'm glad the one who recorded. doesn't listen i'm so glad this is recorded i really i <laughs> listen way less than ren but i've never said it on uh on a podcast so this is great. This is fantastic. What let's, were you to me? let's talk about the marketing and mm-hmm. sales aspect of an online course. Where, what, what are the options there? Like, how do you market an online course? How do you sell an online course? Well, a course or a community? Because I think, I mean, mm, those yeah. are two different things. Um, community. A lot of times they go hand in hand. So a lot of times if you build an online course, then you also want to build an online community. But they're not... You don't have to. You can do either one without the other. Well, let's start with let's let's start with communities. A community. How do you market it? Oh, geez. I mean, it just depends on what the community is about. Like, mm. I, I think you have to come up with a real. I think the first step is coming up with a really solid value prop and packaging around that community. Um, you can't just be like, I'm starting a Facebook group, and if you pay me ten dollars, I'll let you in. Yeah. Like, cool. Well, what do I get in that Facebook group? Yeah. Like, why? Why? How many people are in it? Are you and What's I'm saying about? you being like, I'm assuming that if you're starting a Facebook group, you have some sort of expertise. Get, in, get closer. Um, hello. Hello. Um, if you're starting a Facebook group, you have some sort of expertise in which the point of the group is to like share your expertise with people and let them mm-hmm. access you and other people who are curious and have questions. Interests. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, are you going to be in that Facebook group, like doing Facebook lives? Or are you going to be answering questions? Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of, you have to package it basically is my first thing. Got to go through and the packaging. packaging. It, like let your creativity sparkle little yeah. unicorn. Like you can package it. However, <laughs> just a bunch of little unicorns. Yeah. Um, 
you can package it like come up with what you want to be doing come up with how you want to be interacting with people and business it like put a package around it but you do have to have some kind of packaging like you have to figure out if someone's going to pay you any amount of money what value are you getting your pricing comes in yeah as part of the packaging like okay so is it a one-time fee is it an ongoing fee and that totally depends on the value you're providing mm-hmm. how they what do i get from that right and how much it is depends on that too yeah so i would say that's step one and that and I don't know. Is product packaging part of marketing? It kind of yeah. is. Oh, yeah. it absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely so that's, is. That's the first step. I mean, I think even before you do that, you have to identify your audience, know who you're selling to. Yeah. Know like where they hang out. Like if they're already on Facebook, that helps you package that a little bit better. It's going to be a Facebook group. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But I think, you know, basic marketing steps, like know your audience, know where they're hanging out know what their pain point is, what their struggle is, know how you can solve that pain point and struggle mm-hmm. and package something that would be compelling to them that way. Yeah. Once you've got all that, then you can jump into, okay, what's the best way to make sure they see this? Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets really tricky. Yeah. So that's where, and again, it depends on your goals and your budget. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're, I would say if you're trying to grow a Facebook group community or a course that has a Facebook group component, doing ads on Facebook might be a good idea. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe not right I off the really bat. I don't really recommend jumping into advertising right away. It's, it's not no. an expensive endeavor and you have to have a lot of things set up beforehand. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what you're saying, well... I think with any small business, there's low-hanging marketing fruit that they're not taking advantage of. Yes. Um, most of them have something they can be doing for free or very, very low cost to increase their sales, like to increase their marketing efforts and therefore increase their sales before they jump into paid ads. Yeah. But I will also say, like, you will definitely hit a point at some point where your organic marketing efforts will no longer be enough in terms of digital marketing. Yeah, for sure. Like digital marketing is definitely something that at some point, if you want to succeed and you want it to work, you have to put money into it. Um, and yeah. like significant money. I mean, yeah. Yeah. money oh, that yeah. most startups and most people who like are... Amy Porterfield, uh, Marie Forleo, these big online communities, uh, these big online personalities who've created courses and teach stuff online and have big communities. They put, they make like, I don't know, a million dollars a year, more than a million on their courses. Um, but one, they've been doing it for years. And two, they put in about 150 grand into online advertising, not, not nominal amounts. No. Um, they, they make a lot of money, but they also put in a ton of money. Yeah. The good news is once you figure, I mean, it's a numbers game. It's mm-hmm. just like digital it marketing is, yeah, is one, the best numbers game there is when it comes to marketing. That, that's it, phenomenal returns. You know, a million dollars on a $150,000 investment. I mean, that any any business person would make that deal. But they have the channels set up already. You don't just jump into that and have it. Well, and let's also make the point, like $150,000 in straight advertising, they're also paying people to manage those ads and yeah. manage those channels to do the creatives, mm-hmm. to be constantly creating new content. Like, yeah, you know, they're, they're She has a team of people. They, they have teams of people that do the sales, uh, you know. Right. What, are, what are your thoughts on webinars? I like webinars. I like webinars. But I, I will say I haven't, like, attended one in a while because they're very salesy. 
Yeah. I hate how salesy they've become. Well, I think I just go into a webinar expecting that the point is you're going to sell me something. And I don't yeah. really go into it unless I'm like interested in what you're in selling and I want to learn more about it. Would you ever do a webinar if it was like mostly just like to learn? If it was just like, hey, we're going to just teach you a little bit. We're not going to be pushy salespeople. We're just going to teach you on something. Would you be interested in that? Or Yeah, sure. If it was like super specific to something I wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think... Th- um, yeah, I mean, mm, yes, of course. If someone was like, hey, a free webinar about exactly mm-hmm. the thing that you need to be learning where we're just going to teach you for free, then yeah, I'd be interested in that. Um, I think I would be more interested if I had to buy it, honestly. Yeah. Just to be like, I, I hate to say that because like who doesn't want something for free? Yeah. But I've I've seen those things before where it's like, yeah, sign up now for our webinar on whatever it is. I, like I went through a photography phase. Like, yeah where you can learn, learn how to take or there was one you know take great pictures with your iPhone yeah for free. that would that would be interesting yeah and i like went through and like signed up for it and then didn't do it cuz like who you know put it on my calendar and then yeah. it was like at a weird time that i didn't yeah the time came and i was like would i rather sit at my computer for an hour and a half or do whatever else i need to do yeah and they are pretty long i don't really like that yeah so um, i don't know if i had paid for it i would have done it that's true uh, and I'm wondering is like if we had done our meetup group as a webinar or something or a virtual online meetup group instead of an in-person one, mm-hmm. if we would have gotten more people coming to it. Because I, I feel like in one respect, it would have made it easier just because, you know, you just set it your computer and turn it on. But also, I feel like the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the coming to rate, like the people, the attendance rate. There we go. <laughs> The attendance rate was is going to be much lower on a webinar because it is so easy to skip. Well, so, so are our in, our in person meetups. <laughs> <like that. laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, I so I think what we should do, and this is a, I mean, I say this knowing I'm being recorded and knowing like this wouldn't mm. necessarily. I don't know if I would recommend this to some of our other clients. It depends. But for us, what I think we should yeah. do is keep doing some in-person stuff as we can. Again, like uh, we're not going to be in Atlanta again for a while. So um, we can't do one yeah, here that's true. for a while. Um, but I think we should keep doing some in-person ones as we can and just not have like, just sort of see if we can figure out like maybe structure it more the next time yeah. is what I'm thinking. Like have more of a program, like, how to get started on Squarespace, not yeah. just like bring your problem. Like, and I also think market it more. I'd like to get it in front of like the Chamber of Commerce and maybe just a couple other organizations. Yeah, I would really like to just do a few more before we start marketing it, like for real. But that's just me. We can talk about it. Mm. Um, wow. This is going to be a serious conversation. Yeah, but at the same time, I think we should definitely start doing some virtual ones and maybe do yeah. four free ones. And mm. then start making them like, like a paid. packaged, yeah, thing. like a see if there is value in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thought. That's what I think we're gonna do. That could be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. I would and enjoy that. And that's uh, you know that's back to what the reason we want to do this in the first place, not because like oh we need marketing dollar, we need we need more money in the business. That'd be fantastic. I would love it if that turns into that. But if if I'm not getting that connection with other people, if I'm not, I I, I need to be teaching. I want to be teaching. Right. We should say our goal with this meetup wasn't to net, well, to network. Yes. It wasn't to like sell to these people. Yeah. It's to build relationships. 
Honestly. And also let them be like, the other thing is, like we said earlier, like we want to start creating our own courses around like how to build on Squarespace and things like that. Um, and we think it's, we've never taught that before. Mm-mm. So we think we need to teach it to people in person, like find out how they would like to learn it. Like, how do you want to digest that kind of information? Is it better to do like a full day where yeah. you just go through everything or break it up into, you know, all these questions. Yeah. Right. So that was more our goal with the meetup. It is our goal with like that whole effort is just finding like real life human beings who we can chat mm-hmm. with, find out what their needs are, what their frustrations are with the, with websites, with Squarespace specifically, or just like their website in general Yeah, and figure out how we can provide and package a solution to that in a way mm-hmm. that would be most compelling to them. Yeah. So that's more of our goal than like, just straight up selling to people. Yeah. It's sort of like R and D plus we miss interacting with other, humans. with other humans. It's just yeah. me, you and hippie. Me, you and hip. It's not a bad life. We're okay. The well, let's, let's sort of that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, ever leave each other. I thought I'd just let her finish that for y'all. Just angelic voice. Um, let's, Aww. let's sort of wrap this up and talk about some like tools, some tactical tools to use if you want to build an online community facebook facebook that's, that's one. one i think that's uh good. kajabi well uh, so again again we run into do you mean mm. an online community or an online course yeah kajabi does online courses or oh, i mean online communities just straight up community without you, a you can do just like function. yeah community okay so kajabi and they do memberships k-a-j-a-b-i stuff. yeah they're actually they're a great company i really we, we've they're done probably our things. favorite uh, yeah, definitely on the more expensive. They're a little bit more expensive than Thinkific and Teachable, um, but they're they're probably our favorite. They have all the features. Mm-hmm. Um, really, we we like to use. There's also, uh, you know, gotta love, gotta shout out to Squarespace and MemberSpace. So Squarespace doesn't have a community sort of feature, or really what you're looking for in this. Let's this is good to define is a login type function um, because that's how you regulate uh, who creates accounts, who has paid for the content, who hasn't paid for the content. That's how you regulate it. And so that's what we're talking about when we talk about, um, when we're talking about these tools, that's sort of like the base functionality you need even to be considered. Um, Squarespace doesn't have uh, login stuff, but there's a plugin you can use called member space. Pretty simple to use. Um, that we, we've used for a couple things and it's it's okay for very basic stuff for very basic yeah yeah it's a good entry very entry level yeah it's good mm-hmm. um so member space is one i guess Kajabi. now there's mighty mighty network mighty network we should look into more we need to look into more we don't know much about it but we do have a friend who built a cool community on it and mm-hmm. i think he did a great job so yeah nicholas hughes nicholas um with Founders Live. Founders Live. Yeah, we should shout that out. Founders Live. It's for, an that's an in-person community. That's an in-person community. Yeah, they're they are a primarily in-person community. Yeah. And when I found out that he builds on Mighty Networks, I was like, well, what are they? I didn't even know there was I mean, I knew there was a virtual aspect to his community, but I've never really explored it before. So yeah. I've only done the jump in-person into it more. Founders Live, like meetings and stuff. Or it's cool. Presentations. Yeah. It is really cool. Um yeah, I mean, also, like, you can do it on just about, like, no, that's not even true. I'm trying to think social media. LinkedIn and Facebook are really the only one that you the can set up, like, ones. a group yeah. that you... 
I mean, you can do, I've never seen this happen, but you can do like private Facebook or Instagram pages, Instagram accounts. So like people have to follow. Well, I mean, it's real. I haven't seen anyone do it though. It's not real. Well, I mean, it just is. I mean, this, that's (laughs) not real, but like, I shouldn't say that. I've never considered that to me. Like that's not a community. That's a way for you to share content, but it's not. And I, I know people can like comment and stuff, but yeah, that's true. You don't have that like comment. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so true. to me, yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. for I wouldn't call that a community. I would call that like a sharing channel. Like you could share, mm-hmm. like if people, if you were like, yes, follow my private Instagram account for very specific tips on whatever this course is about. Um, that's yeah. something. And like, yes, people can comment and ask questions and theoretically like talk to each other through your comment oh. threads. But it's not created for that. Like that's yeah. not the it's not what it was built for. And so like, I'm, of- I'm with you. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Um, and of the platforms we just mentioned, I would recommend Kajabi. Um, it's definitely more expensive. There's also, uh, yeah, we're getting confused whether we're talking about online learning or online We do this. We don't know what we do. What are online things and internet stuff? We are literally called online things and internet stuff. We're, our name is just very ambiguous. And with that, we'll leave you. We're out. We're out. We're going to play you out with uh, Stay Right There by Michael Shines. I was chasing. Spent so many nights living out at sea that my heart is gone vacant. And everybody who was close to me all stayed on dry land. Now I'm driving back on Interstate West. I just gotta feel something. Not gonna wait till the morning. Because something's gonna change my mind. I don't wanna change my mind. Oh, I wanna stay right here, right here. Chilling with my friends for another year. friend an apologetic text he says to come over well the whole damn town has been waiting for the day when you would come back here there was dancing and talking and steaks on the grill and i think that i will be all right and my ex from high school still looks just the same as she did back in 2009 i couldn't wait till the morning let's never put the night on night Never put the night on ice